Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. So it's Thanksgiving this week. It is Thanksgiving this week. Your least favorite holiday? Um, I'm not. No, I think Columbus Day is my least favorite holiday mm, okay. because he is obviously deeply problematic. Yes, deeply. But problematic. I definitely did say that Thanksgiving could go. Thanksgiving can go. Thanksgiving could go, and the one has to go. Where you getting mm-hmm. Halloween, Christmas, and Thanksgiving? Right. I do want to offer an, an offerings corner oh, on offerings this corner. Um, because. No, I do enjoy Thanksgiving and I do like the fact that it brings people together to like take some time to just be thankful. If like that is what we've gotten out of it, then great. But the narrative is obviously like spun in a way to make it seem like this was wanted by all parties. And uh, we know the truth is not that. Yes. And I do feel like part of that narrative was invented to make us feel better about what the Europeans did to the native people's lands. Right. But isn't that like every part of history, though? Oh, sure. It's like a little bit of invention and and magic or dark magic to make us feel better about where we're at. Of course, of course. No, no, no. I'm not saying that it's not, Mm -hmm. but I'm I'm saying that like, I, I don't know if it's like worth it, like trying to like change the culture around like attaching it to that narrative i got you i I don't know that it ever will no be unattached from that narrative because i mean according to history like a you know a feast did take place and right and maybe in that moment like it was a sort of unity moment but it quickly was not that yes for many 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 people yeah no i know the dark things that our country has done However, I do have, like, all of the Thanksgiving stories from growing up. I mean, Thanksgiving was really big in my house. It Mm -hmm. still is. It still is very big. It is my mom's favorite holiday. So when I was in the seventh grade, I decided that I was going to write a play, and I was going to write a play about Thanksgiving and about my family at Thanksgiving. You a future theater major? What? You don't say. Crazy. I know. You? So... As a like a bit of comedy, I decided to write this whole thing about how everybody had assumed that it was their year to bring only the rolls and that everybody else was bringing all the other dishes. So everyone ended up with literally just like turkey and a giant like table full of rolls. What was the title of your show? Um, oh my God, the title Or what was... would you title it now if you didn't have a title then? Oh... You know, the whole title is about how the, I have this family secret in my family about um, and like you were this, bread fetishist, <laughs> right? <laughs> this distant uncle of mine um, did something in the forties that, like, a priest told my aunt to just like outright divorce him, mm-hmm. like, and take the excommunication essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, we have no idea what he did or mm. why that he was a bread fetishist. I mean, something like that. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure it was like bigger than that, mm-hmm. but the. Um, he he did something and no one knew what it was but it was a mystery and my great grandmother literally took it to the grave oh but i say all of that because 
I'm not kidding you. I wrote that little play to like, you know, as my first foray into dramatic writing. Right. And um, that year, wouldn't you know it, like prophecy, we had a turkey. Someone had thankfully made some mashed potatoes and there was like a pecan pie in the fridge because everybody thought it was their year to bring rolls. Wow. That so is true. are you a soothsayer? I mean, I guess you do I have am. dreams where there's a lot of gore and blood and then someone in real life is pregnant. That you is, do have some that is prof- prophetic dreaming. Absolutely true. Mm-hmm. I have called about 11 pregnancies mm-hmm. with um, those dreams. Mm-hmm. I know. That's right. I'm, I'm actually like not joking about that. No, I know. <laughs> I really do. I know. It's true. Do. It's wild. Got to be a lot of blood and guts, though, and those oh, dreams. Oh, it's very gory, mm-hmm. and it's often the ghost of my grandfather appears, and then I wake up, and I know somebody is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Just like that. Like, death equals new life. Yeah, death equals new life. I feel like for Thanksgiving for me, we always went to my aunt and uncle's, and now that tradition has continued with my cousins. And my uncle, he would have us get up and say what we were thankful for every year. And like as kids, the adults never had to do it. And I mean, this is like a 50 person Thanksgiving. Oh, that's Um, huge. And so there were like 20 kids that had to do this. And I was always so like turned off by the experience, especially when I had gotten older. And I was just like, I don't know. I'm an angsty teen. I don't know what I have to be thankful for. But I do remember that as like a major component of Thanksgivings of yore. So growing up in Mississippi, my cousins were basically like siblings. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were, is that the same? Like, was that the same in your family? Um, it depends. At least in my experience with other people that I'm close with in their families, I feel like I had one close side of the family where I was really close with my cousins. A lot of my cousins were close in age and then I had some older cousins too. And then the other side of the family, even though my cousins were close in age, I wasn't as close with them. In some ways, yes, I did have some sibling cousins, some sister wives. I see. Mm-hmm. So now what are you thankful for? Mm. For this Thanksgiving? What am I thankful for for this Thanksgiving? Well... That's a real, real doozy. There's a lot, of, lot of not so good things out there in the world right now. It's true. So, I mean, I could go with the very cliched, but tried and true and very honest answers that my friends and family, yeah. um, I think that's like a really important thing yeah. um, for me. And I'm very thankful um, for them. And I don't know. I, I, I just feel like just being alive is a wonderful thing. There's a lot to be thankful for this year. Good things have happened. I mean, I think we're doing some pretty amazing things and that's taking off in a really exciting direction. I so agree. I think creatively, I'm very thankful for like all of this like creative work that is just like pouring in right now. Um, that's just feeding my soul. And of course, my friends and family. And world peace. And world peace. <laughs> I know. I am thankful for my friends and family. For me, my friends are also my family. I mean, right. they like the people that I consider friends, I consider them family as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like that's sort of that's sort of how like friendship works mm-hmm. for me, I guess. And um, because you like do a blood pact with all of your <laughs> friends. Right, so. exactly. Mm-hmm. I am also thankful for all of the new newly included people that we have in our Congress. Mm. Praise be the people who went and voted. Right. And so I am grateful for a future with more diverse voices. Beautiful. I'm not crying over here. I'm just, my voice is weird. I'm not (laughs) crying. I'm looking for adventure, wanna follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes and open your heart when you gaze at the National Park. At the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you there. So I want to start by just giving a quick shout out to like the listeners that have reached out. Mm-hmm. 
we had a listener reach out, uh, Jacqueline, who told us that um, winters in Color Me Beautiful wear jewel tones. Mm. So thank you, because we had established that I was a winter and you were an autumn. Right. And I was like, I don't really know what colors I wear. And she was like, jewel tones. Rubies, I mean, I emeralds, had said that in... Sapphire a, blues. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd said that in a previous episode and so she reached out and let Mm -hmm. us know also shout out to our listeners in alaska we've heard from a few of you and we appreciate you listening we are dying to go to alaska yeah oh my god i would love to go all the national parks all of the national parks all damn porks alaska has eight national parks they are only beat by california who has nine um all right well and we've done five of the nine we've done five of the nine in california the five we've done are joshua tree yosemite sequoia king's canyon and channel islands right we We did not get to death valley we talked about it didn't happen future trips future trips and um there are still more pinnacles yeah that volcano also redwoods and redwoods that's right those are the other ones and we love hearing from you all so contact us talk to us about things that you might have heard on the podcast already tell us about some hikes that you might have been on in national parks or just parks that you visited really any sort of question we we really do enjoy hearing from you whether it's via instagram or whether you email us and you can email us at gaze at the national parks at gmail.com So we are currently back in New Jersey after a whirlwind adventure to the Great Smoky Mountain National Park in Tennessee. The whirlwindiest whirlwind. It was the whirlwindiest adventure. We just uploaded last week our first live episode, which was... Quite possibly our best. Quite possibly our best, as we mentioned, where we hiked Mount Camerer. Camerer. To catch you up, last Wednesday, we drove straight to Asheville, North Carolina. 12 hours later. Took us 12 hours to get there. Thank you, all of the trivia books Mm -hmm. and all of the American Horror Story discussions. Mm -hmm. And then on Thursday, we hung out in Asheville. We hung out with my mom. Mm -hmm. We met people. We passed around some business cards and flyers. On Friday, we hiked Mount Camerer. You heard all about that in the live episode. And if you didn't, you should go back and listen oh, to yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really special. Don't I really skip around, that. folks. It's a chronological order show. It, I mean, yeah, I guess people could skip around. They can though. do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> so we did hike on Saturday. And Mike, what did we plan to hike on Saturday. So we were going to hike the Alum Cave hike. I had also looked at Klingman's Dome, which was also a potential to go to Andrew's Bald from there. And we then- had heard also from people on Reddit that uh, we should do that hike. Yeah, and, and so we really wanted to. And then the other one was um, a part of the Appalachian Trail. It was Newfound Gap to Charlie's Bunyan. And most of those were shorter hikes. They were like around were four like miles, four or five four miles. Or five miles. Or one was maybe eight, but they weren't anything like the two that we had planned to hike the day before, one of which we did, which was Mount, Mount Cameron. Cameron. We're just going to bring that up now from now on. Just like Amy Adams in American Horror Story and all the other things things naturally just come up. Just naturally. naturally. So we had done, we had done a lot of forward planning and and we were were really excited about these hikes because our plan ultimately was to do something crazy and after hiking was to leave. After hiking, like... Two, you know, at least another two twelve miles, maybe. Those, yeah, but yeah. To was to get in the car and then drive back to New Jersey, which like, we ultimately did. Which we did ultimately do. But, but what happened, Dusty? We encountered some obstacles along the way. Right. So I'm going to start with a personal obstacle that I dealt with. So to all of our keto friends out there who are keeping keto, we have talked about doing keto, and I have eaten that diet or I did eat that diet for two months I'm not on it anymore I'm sort of like on my own version of it which is just sort of like I'm just eating lower carbs or whatever it doesn't matter but I mentioned that because on Friday I woke up and I had a lot of stomach pain because I had eaten literally anything that I wanted to the four days prior to this day because I was like, whatever, I'm going to burn it all off when I'm hiking. Like I'm going to eat all the candy and I'm going to eat all the bread that I want. And then my stomach got so sore and I got so bloated and I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. I cannot stand being sick because it totally sets me back. And I do understand that that's like 
our body is saying like you need to slow down maybe but like i was like not feeling it that day so mm-hmm. that was obstacle number one was this we ended up like we wanted to head out around 6 a.m because we had recorded until about 12 we did we didn't go to bed till 12 30 and i was in pain at the end of that recording and i was like this is bad so So in my graciousness i was like we can wake up at six tomorrow we can wake up at six right but aren't i benevolent so benevolent so and that turned into like a real time of seven which turned into eight which turned into eight but it was sort of like me just like laying there going like oh my god like i'm i'm feeling all the stomach pain and like moving very slow but i was like you know what we're here I think I can manage. And like after like drinking a lot of water, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So we did finally get in the car, but that was only obstacle number one. Now, what was obstacle number two, Mike? So obstacle two was, it was very rainy when we hiked Mount Cameron and it was somewhere in the forties, maybe like high forties, low fifties. Sorry. This is me taking over as my second job as a meteorologist right now. And the next day, or overnight, the temperature dropped into like the 20s. Mm-hmm. And so we get to the park and we were hiking pretty close to, or these hikes were pretty close to where we had jumped on the Mount LeConte Trail about two summers ago, which yeah, you'll hear like about in a future episode. We knew that we were going to head to the same visitor center right. to get to these trails. Right. And we get very close to the visitor center. Actually, what we had tried to do was well, get on the Blue Ridge Parkway. We were driving um, from Asheville yep. and we needed to get on the Blue Ridge Parkway in order to get to this visitor center. Right. And but that Blue Ridge Parkway was part of the parkway was closed and we just didn't really think anything of it. There no, was another so detour that could take us there. Exactly. We ended up driving through the Cherokee Reservation. Right. And uh, I also want to bring up the fact that there is very little cell signal right. in this part of Tennessee. Yeah, North Carolina, Tennessee. North Carolina, Tennessee, this area. Mm -hmm. And so literally, like, the GPS could not update and tell us where to go. So we just had to follow the signs and hope for the best. Mm -hmm. You know, this is why one should keep an atlas in their car. So we get to, you know, we navigate through the Cherokee Reservation and we come back. Which, uh, that was fascinating. That was fascinating. Their written language is such an interesting it's, mix of characters. It's beautiful. It, it is a very interesting mix Yeah, of to characters. see that on the signage was really, really interesting. But anyway, as we get through the Cherokee Reservation, we are approaching the Okunalufti Visitor Center, which yes. is right near, you know, pretty close to where we hiked two years ago. Yeah, we went and, into that Visitor Center mm-hmm. to ask about which hike to do, and that right. was where they suggested Mount Lacan. Right. And so we're getting close and there's like a highway signboard, like an electronic sideboard that says Blue Ridge Parkway closed four miles ahead. Yeah. And we both kind of looked at each other like, well, what the hell is this? What is this? What does this mean? So by the time we got to the visitor center, I think it was pretty close to like. 930, nine thirty. It was nine thirty. Yeah. Yes. And so we were like, okay, well, let's go in and see what the right. deal is. And so we go inside and we talk to one of the park rangers. Right. And she tells us that basically the roads are closed and they'd been closed overnight because of snow and ice. Yep. And she said, well, you know, they might be open by like ten or eleven, but I really can't make any guarantees like i don't have a timeline but that's what i think is going to probably happen this is something that i think is a very fairly common occurrence especially at this time of the year and for us we've really only hiked in the spring like later spring and summer so this is kind of the first time where really this trip where weather was kind of impeding us in a lot of ways I mean, because we had never, even on Mount Cameron, we had never really hiked in the rain. No, this was really literally the first trip where we dealt with we poorer dealt with weather. Poorer weather. So we then had to like totally change the plans. So we looked down at the map and we asked the ranger like other hikes that she suggested. And she suggested some hikes that were south of where we were. Yeah, like a southwesterly direction, which was going to take us further away from and like a it potential was exit. Be like almost an hour to get mm-hmm. to these hikes, and so we were like, we knew we were going to drive back, and like afterwards, do we really want to be another hour out? Yeah, out, and so we knew that we had to make a decision. 
And with that, I think let's take a break. Let's play Pentagram. Yes. Do you know what I would love to do? What? Let's summon the city of Asheville. Ah, that's a big ask. It is a big ask. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we can do it. What are we going to put in the pentagram to summon the city of Asheville? I think we're going to probably have to put some sort of craft beer because I feel like the craft beer scene is just all over the place down there. Absolutely. Totally. Mm -hmm. I also want to put like like an ethnic drum of some sort Mm. because of drum circle. Mm -hmm. What else are we putting in there? I feel like we would have to take one of the buildings near 310 Arts that has a bunch of graffiti. Listen, if we're summoning oh, a whole, yes. if we're going to summon a whole city, we need something pretty Some large. large pieces. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. I also want to put like a selection of like a smattering of all the various kinds of represented like art mediums, mm, like right. in like one sort of container. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, like pottery and and acrylic and watercolor and oil painting and chair caning and sculpture and like even like lighting is the thing like there are a lot of lighting artists who are about in Asheville so I want to do that and what's the last thing I feel like we need to take the Biltmore and put the Biltmore inside we're just putting the whole Biltmore the whole Biltmore listen into, we're summoning a whole city we're I think summoning we can, a whole city so we we're gonna do. okay so we're gonna put the Biltmore mm-hmm. and I think we have successfully summoned We've successfully summoned Asheville alright mm-hmm. I can hear the hipsters already 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 <laughs> So we needed to make that decision on what we really wanted to do. And part of me was really hoping that maybe the roadway would open. So the ranger introduced us to this hike um, that was right near the basically the opening of where the Blue Ridge Park would open back up to get us up to the first hike, which was the Alum Cave hike. And it was basically right at the Smokemont campground. So that's that ended up being what we kind of like made the decision to do. And, you know, we kind of talked about so many obstacles in our way on this journey today and even a little bit of yesterday and even a little bit of the day before. Sure. So this is kind of the first trip where we've had like these major obstacles kind of standing in our way. And I don't want anybody that's listening to this podcast or, or looking at our Instagram to ever think that, Everything is this hunky-dory exploration oh my that God, always no. goes according to plan. Can I can I add right here? Like, we do not have a professional photographer like following us around no, no, and no, taking no, no, photographs no. of us anywhere. <laughs> so right. that is not that is not the reality of this situation. Right. But I do feel like sometimes we all live through the lens of looking through other people's Instagrams and oh, being sure. like, "Well, everything's perfect in their and life. Everything and goes perfectly. Look at all those travels like, that they take." But right. that's not the case here. Yeah. And so I felt it really appropriate to we we really talked about, you know, where we're we going to still do an episode because, because nothing we really didn't get to do works. the hikes that right. we planned. But and we thought it was important because stuff doesn't always go to plan. That's right. So, and I felt like that is like a perfect example of like a national park revealing itself to you. Right. And saying like, no, 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 this is what I want you to see today. Yes. And therefore we've titled this episode best laid plans because listen sometimes whatever you intend to do just blows up right in your face and yeah and And sometimes it blows up right in your stomach (laughs) yes in your case the (laughs) golf ball that was living inside of you um more like the bowling ball that was living inside of me i would compare it to like maybe feeling like like pregnant or something like that but i do not know what that is like right and i will never know so the truth is i cannot make that comparison well that's good i'm glad that you have been so woke to that yes (laughs) (laughs) so we ultimately decided to do this hike by the smokemont campground which was near where the road would open up later maybe literally it was the end of the road like you had to make a right onto the bridge so we're driving down and there's all these cars that are clearly avoiding the electronic highway sign and they're driving to the end and they're like, well, damn, we have to turn around. What's this? So they do turn around, but we decided to like turn and then like park. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, well, we're going to like get out. We're going to do part of the trail that is around here, which was called the Smokemont Loop. Right. And it started us on the Bradley Fork Trail, um, which was a little bit before the campground. We kind of parked outside of the campground spaces and, um, 
we jumped on the trail there. And this was an active campground. There were people yep. there camping. Yes, there were there were a few that were open this time of the year. Not all the campgrounds, just because of season, sure. um, were open. But this one happened to be open. So the trail, like when we got on it, we were kind of like above the campground area, but we really couldn't see it because the trees were a little thick. It was, so we were sort of like um, hiking on like the side of what I would call like a, like a long hill. Right. Like there is, we were on know, the high road, literally. The high road of like this one hill. Right. And then down over to the left was the river. And um, like the, the entire trail was basically just right along this river. Right. So when we, so we get on this, this high road trail and it was like sometimes it was a little uphill and then it would be a little downhill and then it would be a little uphill again and it would turn and then it would be a little downhill it again. was like a little little roller coaster yeah a kitty coaster a if little, you will yeah little kid coaster, little kid um, coaster. so yeah it was a little like interesting and you know the thing was is that we had hiked a pretty intense hike the day before so you know, despite Dusty not feeling so great that morning and, and wanting to take it easy, I think we both had a mindset of we're going to do a few small hikes. We're not going to kill ourselves no. and we're going to have some fun. So we were kind of like, what is this? Like the record kind of screeched a little bit because exactly. it was like a little like it wasn't strenuous by any means, but I think it was a little bit more than we both kind of anticipated walking into yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And also while Mount Cameron was 11 miles and took seven hours, it was not like the the hardest on the body, I would say. Um, no, I agree. Thankfully, because of it, the sort of like consistency of the angle yes. at which the um, incline was. Yeah. So our goal today was just like, you know what? We are just going to like take in like what comes out of this one trail that we're going to do. Maybe by the time we're done, we'll get back and like that road will be open right and maybe we will get up to um alum cave alum cave where we were going to go before and if we didn't we were also laboring under the no fomo mantra for this absolutely and this is this goes back to like that thing we talked about about traveling together Mm -hmm. or people who travel together which is this you did all of the research for all of these hikes this trip mm-hmm. like on at other parks like sometimes i look up trails right. and sometimes you look up trails and like we you know then we compare notes and then we talk about okay like let's look into this one let's look into this one and we know that all of these obstacles are technically potential so they could strike at any point in right. time but the point is not to like i'm not gonna go like get all like hung up on the fact that like, Oh, we wanted to do this and then we didn't because now it's just opportunity for something else to come in that we didn't expect and could surprise us. Right. And you know, we had, so we had also planned for two days and I think this is like one of those things that happens to us often where probably what I was thinking is that we probably should have hiked these hikes the first day because Mount camera was actually technically closer as like as far as like an exit strategy and i don't think i said that to you yeah and we probably would have been secrets and lies but at the same time i can't imagine hiking up mount camera with all those leaves that were probably frozen over like the next day that probably would have been pretty yeah it would have been treachery so things work out the way they're supposed to absolutely story i fully believe that so we end up on this trail and it's in full shadow so it's pretty cold and we're like cragging along hiking as far as we can and then eventually what happens is the road or the trail the, the trail the trail that's higher up that we're on yes is it clears to the left so you can actually see the river a little bit more and then we can see that there's actually a lower trail so we're like okay we we should just jump on this and like let's see what happens there wasn't a sign that really directed us what was going to happen if we went down to the lower trail but like very soon thereafter we were on that trail for a little bit and yeah, because eventually they kind of meet up yep they kind of merged and then we we ended up seeing our signs for like yeah. the smoke mount loop and things like that exactly Exactly. Like the Mount Camera Trail was like, I don't know. Three Mike Ryans across. Six, six feet, seven feet across, like, or seven feet wide, like going up and down. I think it was a little wider in some spots, but yeah. yeah. But but this was like two lanes of cars could be. It felt like a fire these. road, like a lot it of it. It did feel like a fire road, though. And I think part of it was paved, but this, the section we were on at this time that we're talking about was not. It was still like just all mm-hmm. natural dirt. So we're hiking along the river which is like oh my god that river 
Yeah. That river was gorgeous. And it's rocks and like water flowing over rocks. I mean, it's just like the most beautiful photographs. And then like all of the fall leaves. I mean, it was just all of this at this moment was incredibly picturesque. Yes. So, I mean, we're chugging along and it was very serene. And, And really at this point, we're relatively flat. Like we ended up doing exactly what we had intended and having like a kind which of relatively flat day, which was having a again, day. blessings in disguise. Yes. Beautiful things. So yeah, we we're just kind of like chugging along now for part of the trip. We were definitely in the sun. And then eventually what happens is like it gets really shadowy and the wind is like coming off of that water. So it oh, got yeah. pretty frigid pretty quick. Yeah. I think we were we were bundled up way more than we were on Mount Cameron because it was a lot colder. But we were like, OK, it's really too hot. I've got to take my hood off. OK, it's really too cold. Cold. I have to put my hood back on. So it was a little bit of that kind of stuff going on. The trees were really tall. Most of the leaves had fallen off of them. Yep. So you could like sort of see through beyond and you could see peaks in other places and but it was mainly just this like giant tunnel of trees the entire mm-hmm. time and we met some really lovely people who told us you know there are you know various different things to see along this trail right. that you could see if you kept hiking right so how far out did we hike i think that? we hiked i think in total we hiked something like Eight miles that day. Yeah, so I so think we, we hiked out about four miles. Four or miles so. out. Because I think in totality, like between the two days, we did about twenty. Um, right. Because we did a little bit more walking and hiking around um, as we were in, like just meandering around the car. Right when we got out of Mount Cameron, so it ended up being more like twelve miles, I think, in total. And I'm pretty sure I remember this being eight. So we get about four miles out. There was apparently like a a train bridge like or a metal bridge that was like just in dilapidation in yeah. the middle of the woods and we were kind of like walking and walking and we were calculating and our time I know that and you really wanted to right, find right. that metal bridge because um i'm thinking back to uh when we were at channel islands and right. you saw all of the like uh, uh pieces of like dilapidated steel like oil rigging oil rigging and like i was all like we are hiking up there to see that damn oil like, rigging. i am seeing the oil rig <laughs> so help me and right so um right you let me live my fantasy of course of course <laughs> like yeah we were there why not so we kept hiking and tried to find that bridge but we never did right we were at that point we were on the um we had gone kind of out of the Smokemont Loops and we were on the Cabot Flats, Cabin Flats Trail. And, you know, we kept chugging along. And I think at a certain point we were just like, you know, we're both really tired. I think you were also like as much of a like a like smile as you were putting on. I know you weren't feeling like up to your 100%. So it was like, let's just kind of turn around. I, I'm totally okay. It was a beautiful day to like just be out in the woods and to be out in nature. So I count that as a blessing just in having that. And the fact that we were in a national park was like a double blessing on top of that. I agree, totally. Duple blessing. And yeah, and at this moment, I was actually feeling, I was feeling okay. Yeah. Like, I know that if we would have been doing like the kind of uphill, like that we had been doing the day before, that I would have been like just... Full death. Yeah. Yeah. And I thank you for your patience. Yes, I know. On all of that. And you were very, very kind to be like very clear with me and say like, listen, you have to be honest with me about what you can and cannot do right now. And if that means you cannot do something right now, then that's okay. Right. And if we need to just head on back now, that's fine. But please know, like, you have all the room to say that. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I deeply appreciate Because that. I think I know if I was in that situation, I would want the person that I was with, whoever it was, to say the same thing. Because nobody wants to feel sick. And, like, nobody wants to do physical exertion when you're sick either. Like, so I'm, like, applaud your efforts and and even doing that. So we had hit a point where it was possible for us to kind of turn back towards Smoke Mount, where it was like, you know what? If we head back now... We'd get back around like 1130 yeah. and maybe the road is going to be open because the ranger said like maybe 10 or 1130. And I was like, you know what? Let's just keep walking because, yeah, because wouldn't it be a damn shame yeah. if we turned around and it wasn't open? And then like, then what we were going to do? 
And then we're like, and if we get there later and it's open, yeah, then it's then open. bonus for us, right, you bonus. know. So we did. We kept going. And then finally, after not finding that bridge, we decided to turn back around, which again, this was nice because this was all flat hiking, which frankly, the only other place I can think of that we've ever done like actual flat hiking was in Congaree. <laughs> Which good old Congaree girl, the Congaree episode. Just wait just for bu- that. Buckle, buckle your seatbelts seat for the Congaree episode. Your hatches, exactly. All them hatches. So we did turn around. We were headed back, and um, I want to mention something here because we saw some people on the trail twice. Right. We saw a group of people pass us. Oh, I wasn't going to say this, but I'm glad oh, you're like, no, for you know them. what? I'm going to come for them. Okay. And here's why, because we don't know who they are. No, I was actually re- recently listening to um, another podcast about national parks mm-hmm. and um, it, it's the national parks podcast. Mm-hmm. It's called America's national parks. It's um, sponsored by LLB and, and the host, he was saying that he was, he was in Zion doing the hidden Canyon trail. Oh, Okay. And we he love that trail. Passed these people who did not say hello to him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that was the strangest thing I've ever experienced because, yep. like, usually everyone says hello. And so when we were on this trail at this point in time, these, this like group of like six millennials, like, I say that as a millennial. I understand. I'm, we technically are more like, Zennials because we have this we're like Gen X Zennials whatever anyway we passed by them we both said hello and they said nothing so all six of them all six of them were just like it wasn't like a it wasn't even in anything like we also passed a guy who like was clearly like strangely in his own experience And we were both like, oh, hello, good morning. And he just sort of did like a... (laughs) He he gave this weird He gave him up a But he at least sort of acknowledged. He did, he did. Well, like the, the, you know, it is something that I have found to be one of the most beautiful things about national parks is that everyone I've said hello to, even if they are a non-English speaker, like if they are someone from another country... They will give a hello back. Yes. And I mean, in their what a beautiful thing his, to just it, it, say just hello matter. to somebody. And I thought that was like one of the nicest things I found about hiking in the parks is that there is this sense of community. And even if it's not a sense of community, it's just a sense of like being a human being and just saying hello to somebody. And like to ignore it was kind of like a little like <sighs> rude. Oh, and I understand if someone's having a bad day. Sorry, I'm getting on my soapbox get right on, now. Get on it, girl. But when six people are in a group and and like you say hello and nobody says hello back you're just like oh well i'm just the smallest piece of turd in the world thank oh, you for that no no people. no you are not though um and no and don't let those those six you know hooligans hooligans <laughs> make you feel that way but that is something that i noticed immediately when we started hiking because as we've mentioned before you've been to two more national parks than i have right and when we were hiking uh, one of the first times, I was like, people are so friendly on trails. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's saying hello. Now I was born and raised in Mississippi. Like people say, people say hello to strangers and wave. Like if you are in a, like any sort of like close space to someone, either passing by or like on a sidewalk, you acknowledge them and you say hello. However, in the cold, bitter Northeast, that is not the truth. (laughs) Where sarcasm reigns and like dour expressions just hold sway. Exactly. Right. But something that always attracts me to hiking and being outside and um, exploring, especially like national parks is this camaraderie and friendliness and this sort of inherent kindness that people have when surrounded by nature. Mm-hmm. Like you are inside of this thing that is larger than you that, um, and you're experiencing we, it together and you're experiencing it together. So that is something I love. Like I remember on one of our first hikes, I saw that there were so many people who had brought like infants to national parks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is fascinating to me. And so I started researching like why one might do that. And I like talked to a few people and I also like looked up, you know, did some like Googling or whatever. And 
Like, there is this whole ideology about putting children in nature to get them acclimated to nature. Right. And that that grows their internal spirit. And I really love that. And I do feel like, as a human being, putting yourself out in nature is a way to replenish that as you continue to grow older. Mm -hmm. And so, that being said... Kindness on the trail, I feel like, is this sort of just way of acknowledging, like, we are both people in this beautiful, natural place, and, like, I'm accepting you in this moment, and you're accepting me and whatnot. And so, when people don't, I'm like, ooh, girl, you know what? Now you've just given me all the license to call you out, maybe on a podcast. And, like, the, (laughs) like, the funniest thing about the situation, and, like, we really weren't even out of earshot of them, is that, like, as we were hiking, this, like, lovely gentleman was like, hello, how y'all doing this morning? he was lovely. And he was like, oh, he was the one that told us about the train bridge. Exactly. And he talked to us for a good two or three minutes, and I, we were walking away, and I was like... Where are you from? What's happening in your day today? And as we were walking away, and I, they were... I feel like they weren't much further behind where we had seen him. I was like, he can say hello and they can't mm-hmm. like really loud and dramatic. So, we bring that up because when we turned around and when we were headed back, we crossed paths with them again. And this time we I said was, nothing. We said nothing because let me tell you, I know that they say hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, but I would just like to personally say hell hath no fury. Like, a Capricorn ignored. So Or um a Libra scorned because Libra scorned. this Libra leads with kindness all the time. All and the like time. if you don't return that kindness, then you're dead to me. Oh yeah. Well uh, listen, I understand. <laughs> I just was like, you know, this is uh, one of my very good friends says this is that, you know, um some people uh don't even deserve your voice. Mm. And so that is how I was feeling in that moment. Mm. I was like, we, you know, all we did was say hello to them, but there was definitely like an active, none of us are saying anything. Right. And so that was why I just was like, oh, I'm not going to bother this Mm -hmm. time because, because I tried before. I'm not, I don't need you to like me. No. Unlike you. You need everyone to love that you. That is not true. <laughs> but it so secretly is. After we passed them, we kept going back, and then we eventually make it back to the car. Right. We, I mean, we have to walk through the campgrounds. We, like, hit the point where we came down onto the lower path, and, like, we're like, we'll just stay on the lower path. And that led us into the campground rather than, like, on our roller coaster right. track so ride. Right, so we got to pass like people in their Mm -hmm. tents and people packing up their Mm -hmm. cars and heading out and we just followed this road all the way back to the parking lot and I think at that point I was like fully 100% completely done oh I was done too I was like there is no way that we're doing anything else (laughs) no and then when we arrived surprise surprise the the road road was still closed closed so we couldn't have gotten up there anyway right now as we were packing up to leave it clearly was like i think they had told everybody that it because it was around one o'clock at this point they had yeah. told everybody at 1 p.m. the road is officially going to well, open. Well, they must have. They must have because there was a line of cars waiting to go up the road. Well, at least a mile and a half. Oh, at least a mile and a half long of just like people like sitting and waiting. And it literally like from this area of Tennessee, like the only way to get to Gatlinburg is on that road. And right. Gatlinburg is a major place. And Otherwise, so, like, you're going all the way around. And who knows all how the way long around. Takes, I mean, I yeah, think that's like hours. two hours yeah. plus. Right. So they were like, I'll just sit here and wait. And so from this moment, we were like, all right, we're back at the car. And we have unpacked, and now it is time to head home. And with that, let's take another break. So, on our live episode, we brought to life Miss Autumn Leaves. Mm -hmm. And so, I have another seasonal drag queen that I would like to... um, Welcome to the stage. Welcome to the stage. So, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage... Summer Shandy. Summer Shandy. Who is Summer Shandy? Summer Shandy is like a beach rat through and through. Oh, yeah. She is 
Um, tropical. Tropical. She is so very tan. Oh, like perfectly tan. Mm-hmm. Like, like, um, but not artificially. Mm-mm. Like she is naturally like perfectly bronzed. Mm-hmm. For the gods, mm-hmm. as they would say. Bronzed for the gods. Bronzed for the gods. I feel like her song would be some sort of Jimmy Buffett. Oh, totally <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, all of the Jimmy Buffett tunes, mm-hmm. she would just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also feel like in her sort of wardrobe, like, I feel like everything. Summer Shandy, Summer Shandy reminds me of, like, um, a woman who would probably be wearing, like, a like a bikini with like, right. Like with a wrap over it. Like right. that's her sort of like, like all day look. Yep. It's like, I'm, I can like go and heels always, mm-hmm. but like I can go out into public, but I'm also ready to just like be at the beach at any moment in time, like mm-hmm. gigantic sunglasses. Mm-hmm. She's a party girl. She's laid back, mm-hmm. but she knows how to have a good time. She and totally she's does. not afraid to have a good time. I also feel like there could be like a lot of like sort of, pops of neon mm-hmm. in the color palette of her wardrobe. Right. Um, I also feel like she could like be very much in the Barbie universe, like the name Summer Shandy. I feel like she is like some sort of like Barbie character or like comic character. I also like Lana Lang or Lois Lane with their double Oh, with L's. the double L's. Yeah. Yes. Things we learned from our trivia books mm-hmm. that we, um, mm-hmm. but I also think like Summer Shandy is also sort of like, you know, those, I'm going to call them employees. They're often women who work for either like a liquor brand or like a beer brand gotcha. yep. that's sort of like are about and like promoting, promoting the beer yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like she sort of has her own sort of like liqueur mm-hmm. to make a summer shandy. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I mean, it is based on the drink, but the, yeah. like, um, I feel like she like hawks that, like, you know, her brand of her brand of drink. Mm, okay. Like go to the bar and tell them you want a summer shandy mm-hmm. and tell um, them summer sent you and tell them summer sent you for a shandy. There's this trend where drag queens in when they put together like a medley of lip sync songs mm-hmm. like to do like they will cut in different like spoken like dialogue or speeches from different movies mm. that they will put in in the middle between Sandy. The songs. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> we'll probably have like a moment like that but mm-hmm. I also think she'll put in like some Annette Funicello like stuff for like the beach movies from the fifties. Like I feel gotcha. like she probably has some of that. And then I also feel like she might also blend that with like some clips from like MTV's uh, spring break, because I feel like summer Shandy would have been a VJ at mm. spring break in the nineties. Yeah. I feel like she's the coolest. Okay. She's absolutely the coolest. She's like, I don't need to win drag race. Because everyone already loves me. Mm. So, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage Summer, Summer Shandy. Shandy. I would just like to quickly acknowledge that we are literally sitting here eating chips at twelve thirty at night. We are when we like were recording the this episode. That we are like the thirty-year-olds mm. that we are. We showed up the to record this, and you were like. I need chips. And it was like, <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you. Right. So we literally left, went to the store and got chips. Right. And we have to eat them on breaks because we can't like be chewing chips in the middle of this. Because <laughs> so. Dusty would yell at me. So we are in the car and we are headed back to, uh, we are um, headed back to New, to Jersey. New Jersey. And so we leave at 1 p.m. Right. And we know like it's going to be, it the, the we GPS knew it was 12 hours. was saying like 10 hours and a half, 10 and a half hours, but we knew realistic 12. However, the fact that the GPS was saying that was literally giving you all of the life. Like, oh, oh my, my God, God, I'm going to get home by midnight. Right. Oh my God, oh my God. That was not true. But I think it would have been. We did do a lot of bathroom stops towards the end, I think, that threw off our time. Oh, look at that shade you just <laughs> threw right my way. Girl, you didn't think I was good. You thought that was going to pass well, me and that I wasn't going to pick that up. No. This Mo over here never uses the bathroom in the car. I never use the bathroom in the car, like ever. 
Well, you know what? Like, I'm pretty sure that that was because I was driving at the end and I was like pumping the coffee in order yeah. to like get back. Yeah. Because this one over here, Mr. One Man Show. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that, right? right? So, so I took the first shift of you driving. You took the first shift of driving. From like 1 which, to 6.30. Honestly, so at this point in time, talking about all of my gastrointestinal problems <laughs> that we're talking about in this episode, um, I was feeling okay. A like, fart for Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the name of my like after-school special? Mm-hmm, a, fart, a fart for Dusty. A fart for Dusty. So... I was feeling okay in the car. Like, actually, sitting in the car was, like, actually helping me feel better. So, mm-hmm. like, th- so the drive wasn't uncomfortable at all, which was nice. I mean, we did a lot of trivia in, in the trivia book that we were using. And then... Um, we had some phone calls. We called some folks. Yep. We FaceTimed some people. I mean, like, it was great. Yeah. And then we talked a lot about American Horror Story right. because, like, we both are big fans of that show. And then we did a lot of astrology conversations. We, we also listened to, like, the most recent episode of the This American Horror Story podcast because those guys do know their American Horror Story pretty well. I mean, I feel like we do, too. I mean, we, we know that universe really well. Yeah. I mean, we don't have a podcast of it, but we yeah. don't. We don't have a yeah. podcast about it. But no, mm-hmm. we have a podcast about the National Park. Right. But yeah. So the drive back was not so bad. I mean, we've we've talked before about like we're we're pretty good together in the car. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have to say I'm not trying to like, you know, like. B- uh, like bolster your buttons here but like if I had to ride in the car for 12 hours with somebody like I would only probably want it to be like you well I'm bowing over here and you like are. just there like pretending that roses are being thrown at me <laughs> there so because exactly. they metaphorically are um, I agree I mean there's very few people that I could kind of do that with I mean I have friends that I can't ride in a car with for like 15 minutes right that I want to just murder right. and Virginia's very long Things oh, we now Virginia know. was very long. I mean, yeah. we know we knew that. Yeah. We knew that Virginia was going to be long. But the drive was good. And yeah. we switched off at around 6.30 seven, seven, yeah. or something like that. So I drove the second half of the drive. Yes. Let's talk about what happened, like, as we were, like, entering, like, the last leg of the drive. So we had passed DC at this point. We did. And we were probably about like three hours from home. And now, Mike, you are reading trivia questions to me at right. this time because it's like it's keeping our brains active. Yep. And we're awake. Know, we're alive. We're awake. We're alive. Everything is fine. Yep. It was a long drive, but like everybody is super like aware. Yeah. And I'm doing just fine. But you slowly but surely it was literally like your iPhone battery just died. <laughs> I'm not kidding you when I say you fell asleep in the middle of asking a question. Right. Oh, you I were believe like, it. In 1904, President Boone... Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. I honestly have to say that like the com- only comparable thing and this is like not something that has happening that often by any means anymore sure but like the only comparable thing is like i honestly felt like i was drunk oh like yeah, i was sleep, sleep drunk. drunk i mean i was it's sleep a real drunk. thing it's a real thing yeah. you were really tired and you were sleep drunk i told you i was like listen if you want to just like pass out that's fine i'm i've got it and i'm good because we were like only like 90 minutes right out at that point and you were like yeah, I think we had hit the no, park no, way or the I'm park. gonna I'm gonna be fine I'm gonna do it I'm gonna oh. what was my one man show titled um, your that one you were gonna do show. impressions oh, of me I'm gonna do impressions right. of you I'm I was like the exhaustion of Michael Ryan and other slurs <laughs> that's what it's called yeah because this is what happened like you literally went through about like 20 pages in the trivia book that like I we can just do over at another right. point in time because like it like I don't remember what they were right. but literally it was like name the common thing between the and the, uh, uh, <laughs> what is the capital of Maryland yeah that was you the whole but then time. all of a sudden I got like a weird you did get a wind, weird second wind about like, like the hour before forty five minutes it was before. more like. 30 minutes okay. before we got back to your place. I think I actually physically slept a little bit. I think Instead you did. of just like nodding and, and waking. And by physically and sleeping a little bit, I mean it was for about like two minutes. Right. And you were like, no, wake me up. And I was like, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything except just, I, at that point I was listening to Lisa Loeb. No. Oh. 
and it was just, yeah and crying and crying right exactly <laughs> and so and with your cat I know I'm crying from laughing right. at your ridiculousness mm-hmm. over in the passenger seat It's time for Jeopardy. It is. Our favorite time. Our favorite time. Start us off with your category, Mike. Okay. My category is titled The Great Blank Mountains. In this category, you'll be identifying a fictional mountain range that's based off of a person that was often referred to as the great or the greatest. Now, sometimes that mountain range answer may not actually be the range itself, like the great blank mountains you'd fill in the blank. Um, Sometimes it actually might be the person's name that I'm looking for. I might actually give you the name of the range and then you have to actually identify the person. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Here's our $100 clue. This mountain chain would be a great honor for Yankees fans to hike through, but definitely not on the hiking bucket list of any Red Sox fans, mostly because the ghost of one of their biggest blundering trades, Babe Ruth, haunts its trails. Okay, so I'm guessing, so the so Babe Ruth was known as the Great Bambino, so would this be like the Great Bambino Mountain? That is correct. What is the Great Bambino Mountains? Great. Great. <laughs> the Great Blank Mountains for 200. The trails on this range of mountains would include Waka Waka, Moi, and Rainbow Connection, as they would pay homage to this long-nosed Blue Muppets friends. What is the Great Gonzo Mountain? That's correct. Commonly known <laughs> as the Great Gonzo as his ma- magic act. Um, the Great Gonzo Mountains. Okay. Tender Night... Paradise and Ben Button would all be peaks along this mountain chain, which is named for one of Fitzgerald's most famous works. Okay, well, it isn't... Okay, Benjamin Button was like the curious case of Benjamin mm-hmm. Button. Is it um, what is the Great Gatsby Mountain correct. range? Correct, correct, correct. So in the next two clues, you're actually going to be giving me the person's name as I will be giving you the fictional mountain Great. name. Most people would hike the Great One Mountains to get to the year-round frozen lake nestled among its peaks. On the shores of the lake, people would be greeted by a statue of this famous hockey player for whom the mountain range is named. Um, Wayne, who is Wayne Gretzky? That's correct. Okay. And our last clue, our $500 clue. The Great Soul Mountains pay homage to this Indian leader who promoted nonviolent civil disobedience during British rule. The honorific title that appears before his surname is how the mountains came to be named, as the Sanskrit word for this title means great soul. Um, who is Gandhi? That is correct. Well, look Congratulations, at Congratulations, five for five. Look there at we you. Go. It is now time for my category. Mm. So, something that we discovered in exploring the Great Smoky Mountains is how to spell the word smoky. Oh, <laughs> Which we had been writing it with an E in it in there, like S M O K E Y. Correct. And but, but we had seen, but no, that was incorrect. Mm-hmm. Like everything they say is there's no E in there, and so we looked up what the correct usage of that spelling right. is, and and what it is is like if you were to use that word as an adjective to describe like an atmosphere is smoky or something, then it's not with an E. But if it is a proper noun, like a person's name, Smokey is spelled with an E. Like Smokey the Bear and Smokey Robinson both have E's in their names. Right. So this got me thinking about other common grammatical errors. Right. So this is called Your Smoky Grammar Read for Filth. In this category, each clue is a sentence and you have to identify the Incorrect usage of grammar within that sentence. Okay. Here we go. The $100 clue. Great. And also every clue is written like a read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Listen, Brooke, you seriously need to look in the mirror and consider that attitude before you come back and talk to Felicia and I. Is Felicia and I incorrect? That is correct. Okay. All right. What it is would Felicia be Felicia and, and me. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Because Felicia and I only works when you were talking about two things in the subject of the sentence, if you were talking oh, about God. it in the predicate of the <laughs> sentence, oh, okay. The other thing is just remove Felicia and like you wouldn't say before you come back and talk to I before you right. come back and talk to me. Right. That's how that okay. works. Okay. Well, thank you for schooling me in grammar, which Anytime. I'm terrible at. Here we go. The right. $200 clue. 
All you have been doing is creating drama for Felicia and trying to ruin her life. We all know you liked Karen first, but newsflash, Felicia could care less. I have no idea. I hate okay. grammar. So, <laughs> Including um, Nellie's country grammar. I hate it all. <laughs> the correct way to say the final phrase would be Felicia couldn't care less. Mm, couldn't care However, less. However, like, that actually is a Britishism that came over to America mm. in the 1950s. And then for some reason, we started saying could care less, mm. meaning couldn't care less. Right. So moving on to 300. Mm-hmm. There are two in this one. Oh, great. Here we go. Watch me burn, folks. If you want us to even consider Consider inviting you to the triple birthday party. You need to bring your letter of apology to Karen Pronto. For the record, I did not know you hated grammar. I hate this it. is an, this is news I to hate me. It this so is much. an entire category on grammar. Great. I'm like writhing so, over here in agony. Sorry. Um, I feel like pronto is incorrect, and I also feel like bring is weird in the sentence. That is correct. Right. Okay, so sort of. Okay. Bring is weird because right. you would take a letter. Right. In this case, because bring is in reference to bringing things toward right. you, but that letter is going away from right. her and to another person. Right. So you would say take. Okay. Um, the other thing that is wrong is in the first sentence it says, "If you want us to even consider inviting." you even splits the infinitive of to consider oh my god thank you <laughs> so Miriam it would be Webster's. if you want us even to consider inviting you anyway also Miriam Webster is Sorry. a great drag Miriam name. Webster is a great drag <laughs> name here we go add her to the list 400 there are two in this one here we go before you say anything else I just want you to know that I am thoroughly disinterested in your excuses. You were never a good friend to Felicia, and your costume at my Halloween party was far too simplistic for the theme glitter and fabulosity of the 70s. Disinterested and simplistic. Correct. Yeah. Okay, well, do you know why? Um, so, uh, no. Okay, so... <laughs> What I should have said is uninterested and simple. Yeah. Uninterested means I'm just bored by whatever you're doing. But disinterested means specifically that I don't have any sort of like financial responsibility on either side. Mm. Like I'm a neutral zone. Exactly. Yeah. Simplistic. Now I could get on a super huge soapbox about this. I should have used the word simple. Mm. Simple and simplistic are often... I feel like people try to be like extra and sound smart and use simplistic when they should use the word simple. Mm. Like if I'm saying like, oh, I really like your shirt. It's like a solid color, very simple. If I were to describe it as simplistic, that would be wrong. If I were to say like have a really narrow mind about say like all gardening is really hard and takes hours and hours. Like that's a really simplistic point of view about gardening. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. This is just to torture me because I made him hike on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for the $500. Great. And there are three in this one. Oh my God. Here we go. I know that you think you know better, but your ignorance literally has my head spinning. Your emotional recklessness has impacted me so deeply that I don't think our relationship will ever recover. Go spread your infectious lack of consideration to some other group of people. Well, literally is wrong. Correct. Because it's figuratively. It is figuratively. Um, That is correct. That's one. Impacted and infectiousness. That is correct. Okay, so impact is a noun. Okay. Always. Right. Like, you cannot be impacted. Right. You can be affected, but you cannot be impacted. Mm -hmm. Also, instead of infectious, I should have said contagious. Right. Which is, right. So anyway, there you go. That was smoky grammar read for filth. And I feel like you could have called it country grammar, but... I could have. It would have been a fairly nice 90s reference. It would have been. But that's okay. There's so many others. There are so many others. Mm -hmm. I've got to get my slap bracelets. All of the slap bracelets. All of them. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is out there. Follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks, and on Twitter at Gaze at the Parks. That's Gaze, G-A-Z-E. 
Join us on our next episode as we hike Mount Lacan and eat all the potato chips. And Jeopardy gets really cutthroat. I feel like this is like um, an intervention show <laughs> where it's like, I'm really thankful for all these things. Not to make fun of people that need an intervention. You're just going to cut this out anyway because we're just going down a weird rabbit hole. Yeah. But anyway. So for the record, the chips on the table are like ruffles and they're like kettle cooked barbecue chips mm-hmm. and pretzels. Right. You wanted to get sour cream and onion chips right. or salt and vinegar chips. But I was like, no, why would you ruin a chip by putting sour cream on it? You just put mayonnaise on it to make it even better. You're disgusting. <laughs> You're disgusting. Mayonnaise flavored potato chips. You're horrible. I, I know I am. This is going to get cut. Like, I know, right but now. I want to like find know. an ending. Okay, with summer. So what did we just say last? I don't know. You were fucking singing the song <laughs> way too many times. <laughs> I was making a point. You interrupted me with your singing. Blooper reel. Right. 